Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones In Podcast. I'm the host. It's me, E. I'm Whoa. here with the owner of the house part. No. The renter of the house, Jariah. <laughs> Hi, that is me. I am Jariah. And Robbie's back. I am not the renter of this house. No. Not yet. Not not oh, yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have one minute. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's been a while since I've hosted. I think it's been since The Last Is This a Movie? I think so. So uh, I've brought a weird animated thing again. What? Hooray! <laughs> what a surprise. Well, no, it was... Didn't you do Seven Samurai? Was that wasn't that after? Oh wait, no, yeah, yeah Seven Samurai was after. Okay, so I'm yeah. back on my bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird animated thing again. Uh, I brought World of Tomorrow, the first three episodes. Uh, that's not actually the title, and this is like really stretching the definition of a movie once again. But I, it doesn't fit in. The, is this a movie? So I brought it to here. It is, I would say, equivocally. Not a movie. <laughs> I would say if you all the sum of its parts basically makes a movie. There's almost an act one. <laughs> no, there's te- there's an act one. It's, uh, I would say this is basically three acts of a movie. Yeah. yeah, it's three acts of a short movie, but it's three acts. It feels like a pilot for a television series. See, I don't feel that way. I do. I I like genuinely feel like this basically makes a movie. I I don't. Well, you're wrong. Because I'm bringing it. <laughs> um, the host so, says, yeah. Nate! <laughs> this is uh, from Don Hertzfeld. Uh, I had brought his previous work. Uh, it's such a beautiful day. Uh, go listen to that episode. I think that was a very good episode. Personally. It was. Mm-hmm. Go watch that movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah, watch the movie for sure. Uh, this is his technically most recent work. It's it's released in like segments and stuff, so it's kind of debatable, but... yeah. Uh, this is basically the most recent stuff he has done, and uh, if you if that name sounds familiar, he made Rejected, which is a thing that was very popular on the internet because it's very funny. It's like about rejected commercials. So um, yeah. But uh, before we get into all this details and stuff, uh, Jariah, how have you been? I've been good. Uh, recently took a trip down to the hometown. It was literally like a 12-hour trip. I, I went there, uh, ate a bunch of food. It was delicious, by the way. It was super great. Um, and then came back with the wife. I got the package uh, and got here like literally five minutes before you guys got here today. Wait, Yeehaw. did, did you travel all the way down to hometown just to pick up a package? Yeah. This was the package. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Package <laughs> secured. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to happen yesterday. I went down there yesterday. Oh. It's a three-hour drive. I'm not driving back the same day. I did. Crazy. Ridiculous. I'm never doing that. No. I did that for my work. It was awful. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get paid for the driving. Not worth it. <laughs> I didn't get paid for the driving either. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a As a matter, matter of fact, he took this drive whenever gas is $5 a gallon. Ugh, it's awful. I hate it. Uh, uh, just been, been, been then? Uh, yeah, I would say I've been, maybe even been 10. Um, you never watch that. But I've been at 10, that is. Years old. <laughs> Great start. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, no, I've been chilling a lot. Had a horrible, horrible week at work. Not going to really talk about that. But next week, I have a bunch of time off. So that's exciting. 
Unrelated, he is now looking for a job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just have like a lot of time off next week and the week after that and the week after that for some reason. Um, they no. told me to go to this place and talk to this person and he's supposed to give me a list of all these different places I need to go to. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have time off next week, so that's going to be really, really enjoyable. Neat. And then, yeah, doing all the stream stuff, all the things that we normally do. Yep, yep. So it's, it's been good. Good time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, much like Drya, I also went down to hometown, uh, mostly because you guys asked who would actually like drive all the way down there and then back on the same day. It'd be someone like my mom, who <laughs> a couple months back uh, came down here for my uncle's birthday, who also lives in the same town as us, and then left the same day because she didn't want to stay too long in, in said town. And then... I just don't get it. Yeah, you know our town's so dirty and awful. Oh, it's just the worst. worst. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, she also went by my place, so, you know, the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, because of that, I now owed a trip to her down... Or to go see her down in hometown. Is that how it works? Uh, Apparently, she spends 30 minutes at my place. I need to go spend the weekend with her. That's fair. Tit for tat. Yeah, tit for tat. And so I went down there because last week was her birthday. So I went down there to go spend some time with her for her birthday. You know, I got her birthday gift. Um... Basically, just kind of hung out with her a little while. Also got put to work by my stepdad because he hauls wood for a bunch of people down in that town. And I helped him out for one day because... Did you get paid? Actually, yes. Okay. I told him not to worry about it, but he still paid me anyways. And so I was like, sure. Hey, unpaid labor is the death of mankind. Sure? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's an actual quote or if he just made that up on the spot, but... But yeah, like there's that. Um, George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told E a little bit of a story earlier because I wasn't sure if we were going to have a preamble. But like while I was down there, like one of the shirts that I had had a hole in the armpits because like I just get holes in my armpits. Yeah, he has a, he, he'll wear those. Yeah, I wear those all the time mostly because like most of the shirts that I own, I've owned for like the past five years. And I guess I just sweat acid. But um, <laughs> well, you do eat acid, so. Fair. <laughs> But uh, whenever I was down there, like one of the shirts that I had, it's a shirt I had for a long time. My sister gave it to me as a birthday gift like years and years ago. And I still enjoy wearing said shirt. And uh, my mom started uh, complaining because there's a hole in the armpit. And she had like this whole big devious plan to throw away that shirt. She was going to like take my clothes while I was sleeping and then do my laundry. And while (laughs) she was doing my laundry, she was going to throw away that shirt and then like fold the laundry. And I wasn't going to know that. She threw it away until after she had like done my laundry. I just and like her plan. Also includes doing your laundry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she made a she made a deal about like she had to do my laundry while I was down there. Like she straight up like told me to grab my clothes and give them to her. She so said, she "Make sure you grab all of your shirts that have a hole in them." <laughs> but like we had that conversation. Like my brain logically went like, if you're gonna put that much effort into throwing away the shirt, just sew up the damn hole because like it was like the size of a fifty cent piece. It wasn't a big hole. <laughs> we don't even use those anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know the <laughs> relevant size of that. Um, it's like the size of a dollar coin. Like a snick- <laughs> I, I guess if you're going to put a phallus through said hole, it would be about the size of a Snickers bar. Like a fun size, bite size, like a, share size. Like, like, like diameter-wise. Like diameter-wise, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but... but Okay. That was right. Is now making that big, obscene gestures. Making... <laughs> I'm measuring with my mouth. <laughs> we're all doing the universal sign of blowjob right now while we're trying to figure out how big the hole in my shirt was. All right. So you but speaking about it, my mom, you can stick a dick into your armpit. Got yeah. it. 
But yeah, I told her like, if you're going to put that much effort into it, she's like, why don't you just sew it shut? I know you have a thread and needle. And she kind of stopped for a second. She was like, all right, give me your shirt. Like grabbed the thread and needle and like <laughs> actually sewed my shirt back up. And then it was mad at me for the rest of the time I was down there. I because just like I just like This I, was I actually Ravi, Ravi's devious plan. Yeah, this is my devious plan. <laughs> one of his shirts fixed. <laughs> it was totally a devious plan from day one to get yeah. her to fix my shirt and not her going on a rant about uh, there being a hole in the armpit of my shirt. <laughs> See, Robbie, the thing is, you planned it. You knew there was a hole in your shirt, and you just and I knew strategically I was gonna... stood to the right of her the whole time and lifted up your left <laughs> arm a lot. Just uh, going to stretch just yeah. a little bit. Hey, do you see what's over there? Oh, do you guys feel a breeze today? <laughs> I wish. Jesus. Let me touch a ceiling fan really quick. <laughs> oh, God, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit, why did I do that? <laughs> Ow, damn it. <laughs> But yeah, like so her story is I tricked her into sewing one of my shirts now. I so. think I kind of believe that. <laughs> I think you kind of did. Not really. I just have a lot of our shirts with holes in them. You clearly know how to fix it though and you don't. I mean, I don't even own thread and needle, so <laughs> it costs like $2. It does, but I lose it too quickly, so <laughs> buy one of those cookie tin things that every like grandmother puts a bunch of sewing stuff in. But then I have to find out where I get those tins. Really, only the holidays or like Walgreens, actually. Yeah, but you get a cookies that are fine. Yeah, I do get Swedish cookies if I buy one of those tins. There's like one really good cookie in those mix, and I don't know which one it is, but there's like one really good one. Yeah, and then the rest are like standard you're like, cookies. oh man, that was great, and you like try to eat the other, and you're like, why does this taste like cardboard? <laughs> oh right, this is cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating the cardboard, it's holding the cookies, <laughs> yeah, in layers from each other. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like that happened. Um, we work was work this week. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, it was we had both the gun drills up and running for maybe about a day and a half, and then <laughs> one of them blew a circuit again. Good. So you know, uh, the only thing difference between this one is like it blew a circuit, and whenever like I kind of like opened it up to like take a look at like what was happening with it, you could smell magic smoke coming out of it. So like something fried with one of the motors. Nice this time. Okay. Good. Yeah. That place is broken. <laughs> I just that one, just that one line in particular. Like they have like this whole big thing of like, oh yeah, we're gonna have like this one machine that does the job of like five other machines, so we won't need all these other machines here in about a year after we get this one up and running. And like, so they have that whole mentality about it. And so while they're getting the process done for this new machine that's supposed to, you know, uh, make the entire process faster and easier. I have to run these old broken machines that are basically, you know, bare, are held together by hopes and dreams and bubblegum. So this new machine that will do all of it is run by one person? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be those manifolds all over again because, like, that manifold, like, you had to do so many damn checks on it. and like, r- Really, the part I'm thinking about is, like, Right now we have five people on five machines. What if we have one person on one machine? Yeah, that's pretty much what they're trying to go for. Good. So they're just not going to have people. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and to be fair, we're kind of running on a skeleton crew on second shift anyways. Yeah, and it's like it's really inconvenient. They they just make so much noise as they walk around and it's like and you can't mop the floor because it's too slippery for them and they fall and break stuff. It's just it's just a mess all around. Yeah. Yeah. Super chattery. Well, 
You've had an eventful time then. It yeah. Like. Um, other than that, oh, oh, I almost forgot the Krispy Kreme story that happened. So, <laughs> okay, I need to know what a Krispy Kreme story so is. So what happened is is because like my stepdad really likes Krispy Kremes. Uh-huh. And uh, so he asked me, and they just recently opened up one in the town that we live in. So like, oh, hey, really? That seems too mm-hmm. high class for that. <laughs> this town or the Krispy Kreme? The town. Oh. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have some like in- little independent uh, mom and pop shops that make some pretty good donuts, too. But donuts. Yeah, but now we just have a Krispy Kreme. Uh, I sure hope it doesn't run them to the ground. Well, here's the thing. What I've learned is Krispy Kreme doesn't really have people. Like, it's all the donuts are made by a machine in uh-huh. the store. Yeah. Like, if, so... you, if you walk into that Krispy Kreme, even the one that just opened here, uh, you can see, like, the whole system of it. And they do have, like, a like this basically conveyor belt system where, really, you know, it pumps out the dough of the crisp like you basically load it up with the ingredients it makes the dough and then it pumps out the um the donuts and then like it puts it through a bed of hot oil to cook one side then it flips it over cooks the other side yeah, and then yeah, it yeah. just goes under like a waterfall of uh yeah then jizzes all over them yeah exactly the thing that they've done actually is quite genius they've turned a manufacturing thing into a much smaller thing and then tricked you into thinking you're getting amazing fresh donuts, even though you're getting the same exact donuts that you would buy if you went to the store. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. fresher. <laughs> and I think that's like a lot of people's big gimmick of it too, is like it's the freshest donut you'll ever eat because it's like right off the conveyor belt. I don't I don't give Krispy Kreme any like credit right now. What what is the story? <laughs> anyways, a story of this. Which maybe you'll give him credit for it. Who knows? Um anyways, like my stepdad, he really, really likes Krispy Kremes. He's like, Hey, can you go and get us two dozen of them and I'll pay you back? It's like, Yeah, sure, why not? Like and especially considering, like, you know, I'm going down the front on his birthday anyways. Like, I might as well get him something, too. And so I went in there and ordered two dozen donuts. And then, like, I got myself, like, just a, a chocolate sprinkled donut. And, like, they have this uh, basically lemonade slushy, And I got all three of those. And, like, all right, it's going to be, like, 30 bucks for all this. Like, okay, cool. And they also had a sign on their door that said, because, for technical reasons, we can't accept cash right now. So I tried, like, paying with my debit card. And, like, it didn't even, like, say that it scanned. It just said declined, like, right away as soon as I... Or inserted it and so I tried swiping it and it declined again so I tried doing the tap thing it declined it and like tried them all again just to make sure and like each time it was declined and so I pulled out my credit card and did the same thing and it kept on getting declined it's like well I know I have money I definitely have enough money for Krispy Kremes if I'm gonna about to travel or if I'm about to drive three hours and uh so like I'm gonna call my bank and see what's going on with this and so I call my bank and you know do the whole spiel with the bank and eventually said so, like oh like it's we didn't get anything about this transaction like we didn't see a decline we didn't see an accept like we just didn't get anything there's something wrong with their computer hmm. it's like okay cool and so like i went to go talk to the guy and i was like hey like my bank says there's something wrong with your like your po or your point of sale system can we try like a different computer and the manager walks up and goes just take it what okay. like, just just take it like no, like I, I have money. I can pay for it. Like I'll, I'll pay Robbie, for these donuts. You, you don't, you don't ask questions if someone <laughs> gives you free yeah. stuff. This is me we're talking about, though. <laughs> and also, like I kept on thinking, like they, like my mom was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna give you money for these donuts that you delivered to us. And so I was like, no, like I need a receipt because like my mom was gonna give me fifty bucks for these if I don't. You just tell like, them you got it for free. <laughs> I, I basically told them like I need a receipt for this. And then they basically the manager looked at me and said like, listen either take these donuts or we're gonna have to throw them out back because we can't like resell them after we package them like this so just go ahead and just take them don't even worry about it we give away free donuts all the time and so <laughs> like, listen our registers are shit we do it every day <laughs> apparently so, yeah. tos stands for piece of shit yeah <laughs> also point of sale but <laughs> yeah it's less important <laughs> but since they're not working more or less piece of shit yeah. but yeah apparently like i just had a certain window of time where like 
I got free donuts from Krispy Kreme for that. And like, Do you remember that exact time real quick so I can just <laughs> write that down? Yeah, it was August 7th, 9.42 a.m. Tuesday. I, I think the weirdest thing about that, though, is like the people, uh, which that actually might work for Dry just because me and him use the same bank. <laughs> but like the people behind me like were able to buy their stuff just fine, but I wasn't for some stupid reason. Like I Sweet. kept on doing like, I'm not poor, I have money, I swear, kind of thing at the there. But like that happened and like... Also, another thing that happened is um, the apartment complex I live at apparently like made a deal with Xfinity, and so like one day I just got uh, a knock on my door at like nine o'clock in the morning, which I get home at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I usually don't get to bed until like five o'clock in the morning, and so like nine o'clock in the morning isn't like a very good time for me. And whenever someone's knocking on my door, it's so, like I open the door with like still halfway asleep to two technicians saying, "Hey, we're here to install your internet." It's like I have internet, and they're like, oh, "Who who's your provider?" And I was like, oh, the century people, because I couldn't remember the name in my tired blaze of an eye. The, the hundred thing. years guys. Yeah, it's like, I just said the century people is what I told them. And they're like, oh, well, we're just going to leave this here. And they put a fucking modem in the middle of my living room floor and walked out. And so, like, I, I don't have Xfinity as of right now, but, like, I just have one of their modems sitting on my living room floor. And so... Like, that was just a week where people were giving me stuff for no reason. It was the huh. weirdest thing. Then I was, like, walking past Best Buy, and I noticed they just had a TV out. And I was like, what's the deal with this? They're like, oh, hey, here you go. <laughs> oh, hey, you're the 17th person to walk by and ask. It's yours now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the story didn't go quite like that. The story went like, hey, is this a free TV? And the guy yelled, get out of my truck! <laughs> e, you, your yeah, life, what's me. going on there? Uh, so... It's Steam demo time once again. Where oh boy. There's a bunch of demos on Steam, so I've been doing that. Is that like a season? Yeah. Yeah, they do, oh, it every I guess they do the, that around E3 time, right? Yeah, yeah. the Next Fest. Mm. Or Key3, as it's being termed, as it had been termed this yeah, year. Yeah, there's a lot of key, key loggers during oh. it. You should really. I thought it was just about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, uh, as, as an indie dev. I like to try and support other indie devs. That's kind of how it works. You kind of just trade around the same money. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I had a I had a good time like trying a bunch of demos out. Uh, I'm I'm giving it up at 14, which is really not that impressive. But it's a lot of demos. It is. That's a lot. Of it's like a lot of demos of for no for like people who don't play a lot of demos. But like there are people who like played like that much in a day. <laughs> I, like, just get annoyed with playing demos because, like, if it's something I really enjoy, then I'm like, I wish I had this thing. And then if it's something I hated, I'm like, I wasted my life. I wasted 20 goddamn minutes. I want it back. I could have been doing countless things. I could have been playing another demo. I could have been playing a full video game. <laughs> I don't uh, know why that makes you think of, like, the old days whenever you used to have to get, like, demos on a disc. And, like, each disc had, like, 20 mm -hmm. demos on See, there. See, that would be much worse because you have to install the fucking disc. No. Oh, I thought you had to. No, with demo discs, they're just on the disc. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it literally just pops up. Like, on computer, pops up a splash screen. You just, like, play the demos on the splash screen. Uh, for consoles, it just, like, pops up on the console. But, yeah, so been playing a lot of random demos. Uh, varying quality. One I played was for babies, and I don't know how I didn't realize it was for babies when I downloaded it. Did it's, it look like three babies or like two babies? Or... <laughs> <laughs> so that one was fun. Like, was... All right, this puzzle seems kind of simple, but I guess rectangle block goes in the square hole. <laughs> yeah. It it really was just like, oh, here's four tiles. Make them make a picture. And I was like, man, 
how did I not realize this is clearly for babies? <laughs> this puzzle game's real easy. Yeah. I wonder if Troy will like it. <laughs> uh, but uh, standouts, uh, Frog Gun is one. I kickstarted that game. It's about a person with a frog gun. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, I know. Um, that was fun. I, I, I think the best descriptor for like people is it's like the Captain Toad levels, for, but like a PS1. Oh. It's really fun though. Like it's a really okay. good puzzle game. No gun, huh? Uh you you have a gun. What's it do? It shoots a frog tongue and you can use that to like go over stuff. So it's literally a, a It's frog. a frog gun. It's a frog. No, it's it's, a f- it's in the shape of a gun. But it's it's a frog and you just squeeze it. No, it's a gun. They... It's a grappling hook. It is also a grappling hook. <laughs> uh, yeah, frog gun. That one's good. I kickstarted that so I was kind of expecting that one to be good. Uh played a game called melatonin which is like uh i would describe it as rhythm heaven but pastel that one was very fun so it has the melatonin effect yeah <laughs> that's kind of it's literally about someone dreaming and it does a bunch of like rhythm heaven type games in his dreams okay fun so that was yeah that one's fun i think that comes out in like september i'll definitely be grabbing that cool uh shoot what else you know i played so many it's hard to remember a lot of them i played one that was just like ori but with an anime girl and like, okay. <laughs> you know, it was like it was Ori, so like it was good, but also it was like weird because it was an anime girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like that was like something. you're playing this game, like you know, it make this game a lot better. Not having a waifu. <laughs> well, it's just like I don't know, it just feels weird. Like they clearly just like wanted to make Ori, but with an anime girl. What if we make Ori, but we make it horny? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so it's a lot of that. Um. Definitely, it, I mean, by the time this comes out, it's Steam Next will be over, but uh, very fun, enjoyable experience. I wish I didn't get motion sick so easily, because that means I can only play so many before I start feeling like you need to puke from the differences. So, do the demos go away after? Yep. Oh, that's lame. Well, it's so, like, it's, I mean, some keep their demos. Well, I just, like, I'm... it's it's on a per-person basis. Right. And, like... weird. These are most of these aren't games that are out, right? So like you kind of don't want to keep the demo the whole time because games kind of change over time. I suppose that's true, mm-hmm. and I guess if it's supposed to be part of the whole E three experience, then yeah. the whole thing is like you play it this week or you don't play it, and yeah, I get it. yeah. okay, I get it. yeah. yeah. It, so yeah, it was a fun little time. Uh, I I like my eyes hurt and I felt like I wanted to puke after playing a couple hours of a bunch of demos. So you had a good time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all our lives. So, World of Tomorrow. World of Tomorrow. Ooh, yo, um, this is has multiple release dates: uh, 2015, 2017, and 2020 for part one, two, three, respectively. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Don Hertz felt it wasn't like a theatrical movie. Obviously, it was like released in uh. What are those things called, like Sundance and all that? What are those called? Festival. Film festivals. Festivals, yeah. It was a lot of film festivals. Uh, Don Hertzfeld is a fairly, like, highly known, like, film festival kind of creator guy. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch this, you can either buy his buy the Blu-ray from bitterfilms.com or it's on Vimeo. That's kind of it. Why does he choose Vimeo? Uh, less restrictions than YouTube. Really? And, like, you can't, like, say, hey, YouTube, I want this video to cost $3. It's not a thing on YouTube. Well, why doesn't he just go to Amazon? Because he wanted Vimeo, probably. Just weird. <laughs> I don't know, Vimeo is like such a thing of like, 
I wish that there was a place where people didn't know this existed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it goes back to like the mom and pops donut shops are compared to Krispy Kreme. Maybe. Except yeah. for Vimeo was like extremely successful for a while. And then it was like, hey, stop doing that. And then I was like, no, fuck you then. So they went away. But like, yeah, Vimeo is just the thing of like their encoding is worse. Like everything about Vimeo is just worse YouTube. <laughs> Except you can charge $3 for your video. Or you can just go to Amazon. You can charge whatever you want there. Yeah, but then you have to be on Amazon. Maybe he doesn't like Amazon. You ever think about that? He is an artiste. Yeah. So. Unrated. I, I give a guesstimate of PG or PG-13. Does that sound about right? I'd, I'd say PG. I'd say PG for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's like some... There's some harsh language. I think they say damn at a point. That's not harsh. Oh, okay. You can say that wherever. We're at. What's harsh? harsh? Like fuck? That's a harsh word? Bitch. Bitch. Would be harsh. Shit. Would be harsh. Cunt. Um, things that have like a... T- like a heart, like a harshness to the word. That's literally what makes it a harsh word. Is it sounding harsh? Turtle. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, if you say it harshly, it's a harsh word. Um, but yeah, it's it's PG with I would say uh, mild, dark, and thematic themes. Yeah, thematic themes. There's a lot of <laughs> and maybe maybe mild language. Maybe maybe mild language. Uh, but PG, I would say if it had to. Yeah. Um, as you can probably guess, I was the only one who watched this. I give a guess that anyone listening probably hasn't watched this. Uh, but it it is one of those things where, like, very, like, highly regarded film critics will be like, yes, this was, like, a very important thing that was released in 2017, and no one watched it, obviously, because <laughs> it's on Vimeo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it, it, it's one of those things. It wins a bunch of awards at, like, film festivals. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that would. Yeah. So... Uh, there isn't a back... Uh, well, there is a back walk. Let me read it. World of Tomorrow, 2015, 16 minutes. The Burden of Other People's Thoughts, 2017, 22 minutes. The Aston Destinations of David Prime, 2020, 34 misses, minutes. Plus Intro, 2017. On Memory, 2021. But that's the back of the box. I think it really describes a lot about this. Yeah, I think it says everything you need to know. Yeah. All right, that's been the last <laughs> ones in podcast. You guys have a great yeah. week out there. Remember, be safe. Uh, I mean, obvi- this is like a weird one to really make a back of the box. So there's just is not going to be one because it's not. I mean, there is from part one and two, there is a cohesion. And I would say part three is almost like a middle part to part one and two. What do you mean? I think part three comes last. It comes. Does it come last in all of it? It comes technically first and also last, I would say. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the way that three goes is it kind of because there's basically some dark points between point or part one and part two of just like what happened to make this happen kind of thing or like. Um, the best way to explain why we're having this discussion is there's time travel. Yeah, yeah. There's, but like, <laughs> so, there's <laughs> definitely gaps. The time travel, which is like, okay, I don't understand why this happened, but it happened. And then like part three kind of fills in the gap of like why certain events happened in one and two. Part part three simultaneously is before, during, and after all of the parts. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to really yeah do that. Whereas cool. part one and two are fairly clearly like. This was the first one. This is what happened after that. But yeah. also also during the same time. But also any one of them can be watched separately and be fine. Maybe. I think you would lose a lot if you only watched part three. I don't know. Because like, you wouldn't know anything about any of the characters. It wouldn't be as impactful if you hadn't watched part one and part two. I don't know. Maybe I'll save my thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I guess yeah, we'll get thoughts out of uh, Robbie. I think one of the problems that me and Dry both had with this was that we both kept on comparing it to other pieces of media that talked about like the same 
ideas that this movie has, like which there are, they're both very different movies or different pieces of media, but they have just the same idea of like time travel and like uh, the cloning process and like whether you can actually like upload your memories and things like that, which is talking a little bit into like what the film's about. But I think all in all, it was very good. It very much is a Don Hertzfeld film. It has that dry wit that he likes to put in his movies, which I think all of us enjoy. Dry got a, a pretty good laugh out of a lot of it. I think it's um, very funny. Yeah. yeah, it is It is very funny, but it also it is still thoughtful. I don't know if it's quite as thoughtful as, say, It's Such a Beautiful Day, but it still you know, has some of that impact in it while still also retaining some of the humor that he was originally known for. So I, I guess if I had to like sum it up into like one quick idea, it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> uh dry um yeah i mean i think it's fine uh ultimately i think it's very funny it's like i would say is at best a dark comedy um that relies a whole lot on cute kid stuff which i think on repeat viewings is not as cute um for me like cute kid stuff i think is like cute once which is kind of why i don't look very fondly at monsters inc um because a lot of that relies on cute kid stuff um I I don't I think maybe the best part of this is a special feature that's in it um which is the memory thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. That one short. Um I I don't love it. <laughs> um it just kind of feels and this this is a thing that we've talked about before but like all of these ideas are not uh, where I have heard the first of them at all. And so, like, the whole time me and Robbie were comparing to other things. Yeah. like Other things that came out either around the same time or after this. Before. All of them came out, I would say, at the same time or before, actually. Um, especially part three. They all came out I mean, before part three, part yeah. Three, yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. I would say with a lot of the ideas that, like, one part one and two deal with i think soma does it better um i think a lot of stuff that part three deals with i think looper does it better um it's uh it's fine it's totally fine and the things that are super funny in it are super funny but like i don't think there's anything in it that like touched me in a way that it's such a beautiful day did not even close actually mm. uh to the point where i will be shocked if i remember most of this um because like the most memorable part is the little kid talking as a little kid, where it's 100%, he just went and hung out with his niece for a few hours and recorded the audio and then made something around the recorded audio, I feel like. Um, and then, like, part three, I think, thankfully relies on that far less um, and, like, goes towards trying to be, like, a tragic thing, but ultimately it's kind of like, eh, it's fine. It's, like, good, but it's not, like, incredible in any way, I don't feel like. Uh, there's some really cool visual stuff in 3 that I liked a lot. In part 3, I should say, that I liked a lot. Um, but yeah, ultimately, the part that I liked the most was the, uh, what was it called, of memory? On on memory. On memory. Oh, right, because it's discussing the point on memory. Um, I think that's the the best thing of anything that we watched on there, just because I think it is like concise and creative and very punchy, uh, whereas I think the other ones aren't that. Um, so I think as a whole package, it's fine. It's not something I'd watch again. Okay. If you had to watch anything over again, it'd probably be On Memory. Yeah. I mean, On Memory's like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that was for me the, the highlight for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, as for me, I, I do extremely like this. Um, I think 
it's one of those things. It's really hard to compare because, like, obviously, it's such a beautiful day. Deals really like strongly with certain aspects, but this is such a different movie in a lot of ways. Like, they are just structurally extremely different in a way that like benefits each in very different ways. Uh, I I think I like a lot of the creativity of this one is what really holds it up for me. I think it like visually is very very impressive, especially in episode three. I think there's a lot of stuff visually in there that is super super creative and fun and i don't really know how he did some of it uh lots of practice probably multiple different art programs is my best yes. art programs lots and lots of layering i almost um, wonder if some of it's like ai generated but at the same time probably not yeah i don't i don't know honestly yeah um but like the thing that why i say like i don't think it hits nearly as hard is because like the only human aspect of it that it really touches on which is why i liked about it, it's such a beautiful day so much is like it felt very human very real and very raw None of this feels very raw. It feels very overly written. I think a lot of time travel stuff just falls into that because it kind of has to. Because um, it's time travel and it's supposed mm. to be weird and wonky and ridiculous. Um, but ultimately, that means like it can't be very human. It leans way, way, way hard into like death, am I right? Which is like not something I think about very much because it's just not interesting. Like, it's not, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not one of the people that are like scared of death. Like, Death is just something that's going to happen to everybody, and it's like, cool, I'm whatever with it. Yeah. I kind of just accept that. I mean, I, I think that's probably what causes a lot of the differing for us, personally, is I'm someone who thinks about death a lot and is extremely terrified of the concept. It's fine. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle with, with that one, but yeah. I also work a dangerous job where people have died pretty brutal deaths in the past from making mistakes, but also I'm not scared of dying either, so. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I've I've personally had very traumatic experiences recently that probably could easily increase the amount I think about it. Very likely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think like I I definitely would agree that like it's such a beautiful day is a better film overall. Mm-hmm. But I I do really appreciate this, and I know your on memory is your favorite thing, but I think on memory is more like the bow around the whole package. Where on memory is kind of discussing like. Odd Memory makes a lot of sense if you think of him. This is like him explaining the concept behind the entire. This wor- is the end of his TED talk. <laughs> well, just like World of Tomorrow, like On Memory explains why he made World of Tomorrow. Sure. Because like you are correct, he did just go and talk with his niece. In fact, uh, let me try to find her name. <laughs> uh, yeah, da, 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 da. Is, is her name niece? No, it's no, something. Uh, Winoa is his niece. Um, but something they're different recordings. One episode one and two, <laughs> like they're a year apart. Oh, really? And uh, he talks about episode two is actually he completely rewrote episode two because the conversation he had with his niece was very different. <laughs> because uh, how a five year old will incoherently babble is very different from how a four year old will incoherently babble. It's true. Like. Uh, yeah, so, like, I had some ideas about a hypothetical second episode, but I need to hear what she had to say first. It turns out that adapting the candid audio of a four-year-old is pretty easy compared to adapting the candid audio of a five-year-old. So, it's it's a lot of that, and, like, I think you definitely can feel that in the differences between the two episodes. Like, one is just, like, one is more about the adult version of Emily 
trying to piece together an old memory and like her thoughts. Mm-hmm. Whereas two is very strongly about like the view, like holding on to memories and the viewing of your childhood self. Yeah. I think that's a lot of the very important things that end up changing because of the difference and when these two things were recorded. And I just, I really like that. I, I, again, I think the, I think these are very creative and I do think about memory a whole lot. So like these perfectly kind of encapsulate what I think about a lot. So yeah, I think this, I think these are very good. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's like one of those things of like, these are just not things I think about all that much because it's just like in my head, it's like, it's going to happen. Like, that's, there's not really a point in worrying about this because I'm going to I'm gonna die one day no matter what. And like, if my memory goes, like, I'm not going to fucking know. So who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. And like, the thing that I think is where we differ on like, how impressed we are with some of it is that like, I'm like, he went and had a conversation with his niece. And, like, he adapted a thing around it. And, like, that's cool and all. And, like, takes a lot of work. For sure takes a lot of work. But then I'm also, like, but it's kind of, like, I don't, I don't give a shit about his niece. <laughs> like, I don't fucking well, care. Like, <laughs> I, I think it isn't inherently he, dis- he adapted this around his niece. I think he had, especially reading some of this, he had, like, the idea for a film and then used what his niece was talking about to, like, enhance it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one, he basically just took the clippings out of context and form the entire movie. Yeah. Or and again, the second one is more uh dictated by the niece, but not in a way that like hurts what is being told. In fact, I think in a lot of ways the second one is like a very uh beautiful piece at times about like the dangers of staying in your memories, like what it means to remember stuff and what really happens after remembering. So it's a, it's a lot of that. So your mileage will vary is probably what's going on here. Yeah. I think everyone's mileage will vary. I think it really depends on how much nostalgia you have for your own life. (laughs) Whereas if anybody's listened to this or post credits long enough, you should have a pretty good idea of like, I didn't like my early life at all. Like the first 12 years of my life were fucking garbage. Um, and then like the next six were on and off garbage, depending on where I was, uh, physically at literally. Um, so like, I don't have any kind of nostalgia for my childhood and I don't have like any, like really happy memories about being a kid. Like being a kid fucking sucked and it was powerless and I hated it. So like I, the second part, I'm like, yeah, like obviously don't think about your past. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I think if you had a happy childhood, this is going to be, this is going to be great for you. (laughs) Uh, if you did not, then, uh, I don't know what you're going to get out of this, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, mine was pr- pr- pretty much on and off with that too, though. But like, I think it's one of those things because like we grew up together, so I also have some garbage memories of being a kid. But we've also had conversations in private about how like whenever you start thinking of the past, like unless you're talking about like, oh yeah, remember that moment? That moment sucked. Like usually, most of the memories that you ho- try to hold on to are the happy ones, and so like you could be in a very garbage place in a very garbage time in your life and like still remember that one time that you went on a drive with a friend and laughed for an hour and a half over bungee cords or something like that like something stupid but something that like that was fun and something that gave you joy and something that you hold on to like a bungee cord (laughs) 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 yeah i don't like it's yeah a lot of i think most of don hertzfeld's works end up revolving around like 
where like you you have to like give it a lot of your you have to like open up to the movie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways especially like it's such a beautiful day you have to be like ready to hear what it tells you sure yeah for yeah. sure and i i think this is a similar thing too like it's a funny thing to say because it's something you talked about in on memory but like i don't regard myself as having a very good memory mm-hmm. so like this is like a really interesting thing for me to think about of like if i could like store my memories how would that work and like what does it mean if I'm re-watching a memory that I have no recollection of? So, like, it's really weird in ways. Like, I think everyone, maybe not as much nowadays because of the change of how people record, but, like, I think we all, a lot of people have, like, the childhood videos of themselves. Nope. No? <laughs> <laughs> I have maybe 20 pictures of me from the age of 0 to 18. Uh, Again. Not a great childhood. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, there is a picture of me and Dry whenever we were both about three years old, and I'm smiling at the camera, and Dry looks like he wants to punch who's ever behind that camera. <laughs> Possibly true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I it is surreal, like seeing something of myself that I don't know. Like, it's I think that's kind of something this touches in a bit of like what is being remember they have they do a literal interpretation of like rewatching memories a lot in this which a lot of fi- like film and stuff goes into that sure um i i just really like a lot of the ways they did it um i am very partial to humor so that might be why a lot of it resonates with me a lot uh i i just really like how just like consumerized it is in a way too like it feels very like all oddly realistic in a way seeing like how commercialized these basic things have become like you buy yourself a backup clone and in a sense only like the elites can afford the good backup clones so it's like interesting in a way like that as well as just kind of a lot of the things that go into it i don't know it's hard to like again you it's hard to like explain because it is really dependent on yourself in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. And like again, um, like how I when I had first seen Ex Machina to go back to that, you were like, yeah, I don't know, I, I think about AI a lot, so this is not, not a thing for me. Like that movie was great for me. Like that movie mm-hmm. like opened up a lot for me. So like in this case of like your memories and stuff like that, like I've have had time, I pondered it, and I'm over it. Like I'm done with that thought process. Like. I've had the, like, putting your mind in a box and throwing it into space thought. Like, everything from 2013 to 2020 in video games has been that, almost. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've, I've experienced a lot of that, thrown it away. Like, I'm done with that. Like, it's old hat now. Like, that, that's, the I think, the problem with this is, like, at the time, it maybe would have been, if I had watched them when they released, it would have been very relevant to what was happening in media and my brain at the time. But watching all of it after it's all come out... <laughs> Like, I literally be like, oh, uh, that's uh, Ex Machina. Oh, that's Soma. Oh, that's Looper. Like, it, I feel like there are these very clear, like, staples of, like, what it's going at. And, like, inspired by it or not inspired by it. Uh, yeah, I, I'd highly, I think you said Ex Machina came out the year before, right? Yeah. So I kind of doubt. <laughs> yeah, like. It would have been very, very I think heavily, part, I think least. part three is 100% inspired by Looper. Probably. I'm going to say that. Like, 100%. When There's Looper no fucking out? way. Like, 2012. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, even, yeah. So, um, but like, the plot of three is almost entirely what Looper is. Um, 
but yeah, like there's just like a bunch of things of like I watched this movie, I played this game, like I read this story already, like I don't like these are things that like other media has already like I've been dealing with already. Like this isn't a new a new thing in in media in my brain, which like I think some a lot of the things that I've shown you on this podcast even like you've come across that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, that was one of the things I discussed about uh exorcism is mm-hmm. I felt like I saw the entire movie before I ever saw it. Yeah. So there wasn't anything left for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that just kind of is, unfortunately, how a lot of stuff will always be, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, this is like an interesting one in that regard, considering like, ideally, we would, this would have been watched once in 2015, another time in 2017, and the last time in 2020. Yeah. I guess I'll I'll put it on record. He says he's not like opposed to the idea of making more. He he even like joked like I don't know maybe there'll be nine episodes of <laughs> World of Tomorrow, <laughs> but like I I think these three in particular to me very much like form a really interesting thought. I would say that yeah, that is a thought. But like as a story, I don't think that it's like I think I said I don't know if I said this while we were recording or before. But like this doesn't feel final to me. Like this doesn't feel like it has any finality to me. Like, he could do a fourth one. It would be completely fine. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, he's, like, ruining the thing. Like, it feels like a fourth one would be just in place as part two or part three in my head. See, I don't. I guess maybe some of that's, like, the difference in media. Because, like, I don't really view many, fine like, things as completely final. <laughs> See, and, like, again, that is 100% just the difference in the type, type, the type of media. I'm stumbling over my shit. <laughs> the type of media that, like, we consume is because, like, things that I watch, like shows and movies like it's very much like boom this is the end and like shows that don't have an ending is incredibly clear like this feels closer to like a season two of reaper which is a show seven other people have heard of (laughs) um this feels like a season two of reaper to me rather than season six of lost you know which i don't again you don't (laughs) like it feels like season six of lost felt like it was very final like it or not it felt like very much like this is unending like this is the end if they do stuff after this it would feel like they've wasted something if there was a season three of Reaper, I'd be like, okay, yeah, cool. Finish the story. Keep going. Like, it's, if this part three of this doesn't feel like, wow, that was such a great ending. It just felt like, all right, episode four, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I quite like this as an ending. Like, if he never made up episode four, I'd be like, yeah, that was a good, that was good. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess, nothing I know. about, like, the end of this makes me particularly want anything else from it. I guess like this feels like the ending of some movies I've seen where it's like, I would say that about part one or part two, either though, like again, like I feel like any one of them is just like, just another short. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think at the end of part one, I would definitely want more. Cause I think there's a lot of like questions to answer after part one, like about the entire world itself that he set up rather than, the characters inherently. And I think part two does expand a bit about like what else happens in this world. See, I think that part two kind of just solidified what I was already expecting it to be. Um, cause like everything that happened in part two, I was like, okay, like this is, this is what it said in part one, but like more of it. So like, I don't know. I think, I think it is just a perspective thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've been dominating this, Robbie. You want, you want, Hi, I have thoughts and ideas. <laughs> if you just say it's good, I swear to God, I'm slapping you across the face. We've had two weeks of Spanish being, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I did. Um, all in all, I did enjoy it, but I think it's one of those things like uh, 
I, I once again I'm in the middle ground with this because I feel like I do indulge in some of those thoughts too. And like I guess one good example is a guy at work that I was are having conversation with. We were talking about technology and like how it's advancing and like how even with video games, like things like VR starting to become a bigger thing and then how long until eventually we have like our own version of the matrix to where you can like just plug into it and like you're just in that world. Like anything that happens in that world you can feel actually happen to you and like he asked asked me like would I want to uh experience what it's like to be shot in one of those worlds like if i was playing a game on there and like playing call of duty or something and someone a sniper got me from across the map and shot me through the chest and it felt like i actually had a bullet ripping through me would i still want to go through that experience and like asking questions like that and so like for him i think that was a definite no but he's also an older gentleman i was having that conversation with uh and then like it started making me think of other things like you know uh like that 2001 movie ai that was done but was supposed to be done by Stanley Kubrick, but was done by um, yeah, by Spielberg yeah. or like um, things like even just the matrix or Soma and like things that are pieces of media that kind of delve into the same idea. And like, that's something I even told E at the beginning of this too, is that this is a conversation that it's changed since it's our, you know, as technology has advanced, but technically goes all the way back to the original Pinocchio story of dealing with like a wooden boy and whether that would make him a, like what would make him a real boy and what would make him a puppet kind of thing. And yeah. so this is a, uh, having a consciousness outside of a body has been a conversation since technically like I think 1859 or something like that, or whenever that first book came out. I mean, even then you can go way, way farther back into talking about like the purpose of souls and stuff. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the ways that it's evolved is uh, because even then with like Pinocchio is just like it, are that was the whole idea of like you know if he's a wooden puppet he's not a boy because he doesn't have a soul kind of thing and that's also the kind of thing that has jumped into the idea of like singularity mm-hmm. of like whether or not a robot could be a person or even if they are as intelligent as a person because like if they're a robot do they have a soul kind of thing and i think westworld is another piece of media that deals with that too but Boo. i feel <laughs> season wait- one of westworld deals with that. he was waiting for it. he looked at me immediately i knew <laughs> every time you you have this thing where like if you don't like something you need to voice it immediately or else you die yeah i yeah. made a podcast about it <laughs> how do you feel about season four coming out um i don't i never finished season three okay so no idea <laughs> um but yeah, I feel like I'm kind of going off on a rant because this is one of those very expansive topics for that reason. Yeah. And like, I did like uh, the first one about how it's kind of uh, trying to explain technology 200 years in the future to a four-year-old and like yeah. how it would be almost, um, oh, what's the word? I, I was going to say juvenile to try to do something like that, but it is kind of juvenile, but it's also in a way almost pointless because like there's no way a four-year-old can understand it, like let alone like try going back to 1996 and explaining the iPhone to somebody kind of thing because like that's yeah. one of those things like the iphone came out in 2006 and somebody in 1996 never could have imagined something like that and so like it's one of those things of like technology 200 years from the future will seem like magic to us like it says in the first one because like yeah we can't really wrap our brains around what's going to happen 10 years from now let alone 100 years from now or 200 years from now and i kind of like the whole idea of how like she goes back and tries explaining this world of tomorrow to this four-year-old that just kind of doesn't care about it and it was kind of funny to watch that kind of all (laughs) go down in that first episode yeah and then also that way she's like by the way i need a memory from you (laughs) kind of thing and it does kind of show like because uh like you said um in memory or on On memory memory. on memory is just kind of like a way to summarize what this the whole idea of this trilogy was and uh i did like with that one because it's just like 
like I said earlier, people have a tendency to hold on to memories. And like, that's actually something that me and my mom talk about a lot is just like, remember whenever this happened back in the day and stuff like that. And like thinking of like little trivial moments that just kind of made the difference to us and like things that we hold on to. And like, even some of the conversations that we had without going too much into depth about it, we kind of argue about like what really happened with that memory. Yeah. That happens a lot. Like I, I definitely have discussed a lot with my parents, like my personal feelings about something a big one is I always talk about my mom with my mom. She always says like, "Oh no, you liked football, but I remember fucking hating playing football." <laughs> well, like, but like, at the and it's one of those things. Who's technically correct? Like, is yeah. there is there a technically correct? Like, do am I really that person I was back then? In a lot of ways, um, I think this extends a lot for me because uh, I I discussed this a couple times on the podcast. I can't like form images in my head very well. So, like, for me, a memory is whatever words were said and the emotion I personally felt. Like, that's the extent of a memory to me. In this movie, clones see the world somewhat differently than the original does. So much so that, like, they're holding on to these memories that they don't really have and they want to have, like, the real thing. And, like, doing what they can to go back to try to get to that point in time again. And, like, I kind of see that a lot, too, of people who, like, always talk about the good old days and how good it was back then and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) In a lot of ways, it's like the third act of the classic movie, We're Back. When they're at the circus and getting their memories taken out and replaced with just (laughs) complete primal fear. It's a lot like that, isn't it? What is this movie? Are you talking about the animated film with dinosaurs? Yeah, the classic, We're Back. It came out in the 80s or 90s. (laughs) 90s. Classic, We're Back. What about dinosaurs in New York? Mm -hmm. Okay. But then also they're at a carnival at the end and they take their memories out and replace it with fear. Oh. I don't remember that at all in that fucking movie. It's horrifying. Amazing. <laughs> it's a lot like that. I'll I'll try like this discussing how the plot of this is. First one is fairly easy. It's literally just she's contacting her four year old self. Well, mm. the cl- the third generation clone. is con clone is contacting, contacting her original self to find one last memory before she dies just to comfort her third generation prime clone prime yes yeah there's backup clones. <laughs> there's a lot of random stuff like that but yeah like it was what was it 200 and 270 something years. yeah 275 years there's an, a meteor that's going to come hit earth and like basically it says like what's happening with all this stuff to this four-year-old who just doesn't understand a fucking word that this clone no. is telling her there is something that's like kind of brought up in the third movie that i really like it's kind of implied the reason she went to such a young version, though, is because a young when you're that young, you kind of don't question things. Yeah, yeah. Like in the third movie, there's a point where like I'm reverting your mind to a state of a four year old so that you can better understand what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but like it kind of makes sense though, because like you, if you, there were much older, they would freak out. Like that's <laughs> yeah. And well, it's one of those, like, as a kid, because kids ask questions all the time, it's always, why? Mm-hmm. Why? But whatever you tell them, they're going to believe you. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so whatever explanation you give them, they're just going to say, oh, okay, and then go and play again. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't know. So, yeah. like, if they ask something, it's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, ah, cool. Anyway, cookies. Yeah. <laughs> why is the sky blue? Uh, I sneezed. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, I guess a good example of something like that is just like, why is the sky blue? Well, the sky is blue because the water are particles that are in the air that reflect off the ocean or give a blue hue to it, which means that the color reflections that come off of the sun, it captures every single color but blue that goes, in, or goes into our atmosphere. And that's why whenever we see the sky, it's blue. But whenever it's a sunset, it turns into a red because the red hue starts to go at an angle to see the world. Like, 
oh, okay, compared to... Do you want to see why my dinosaur? Do you want to see my dinosaur compared to, hey, why is the sky blue? Because Jesus. Okay, you want to see my dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, the first one's fairly standard. They're, uh, they, these are all like incredibly funny. Don, funny. Her- yeah. Don Hertzfeld is a very, very funny guy. That yeah. is the one thing he I has- will grant them. They are very funny. Yeah, yeah. they are very funny. Uh, Don Hertzfeld has a very dry sense of humor and a very dry sense of wit that like... I think just- he is British. <laughs> or makes- some English. That makes sense then. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like he had... Like just the way that he puts his humor forward, like it works so well for it being yeah. like so monotone and dry. And then this really does like... Do you want to say one of the, not say but like it really shows one of the something i heard that really always rang true if you just let kids be kids it's some it's the most funniest things ever because kids are like incredibly funny even though they don't realize it yeah because they don't realize they're saying ridiculous shit yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh but yeah i mean i even have a story for that one but <laughs> uh we've we've told too many stories yeah. sorry uh so, yeah. i was say i've already gone on too many rants on this episode yeah. Uh yeah, first first episode's fairly standard, just kind of sets up the world, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh second episode is about after the world has ended and they have all the backup clones, but there's no more original Emily, which is her name in the movie. Yeah. So one of the backup clones wants to go back to find Emily so that she can continue the lineage essentially. And uses a device that, like, merges their brains in a way. Yeah. It's basically all these backup clones that have almost corrupted memories. And they're it's like they're going back in time. So they could try to find the original source of this memory. So they can have a more complete picture to this puzzle that they're trying to piece together. Yeah. And it's one of the things I, I, I like this one in a lot of ways. It really hinders on one of the, like, weird things about memory. And it's in an incredibly funny way. There's a point where she... Uh, the clone goes to a piano in her mind and is like, I am a world-class pianist. And then she starts banging on the piano. <laughs> and then she says, I do not know how to play the piano. I must have inherited someone else's memory of playing the piano. Yeah. And good, it like good thing I'm still it, a world class violinist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it goes into like the idea of like what are memories? He talks about this in the the extra on memory we view memories like as ourselves but at the same time are they so like this clone has the memory of knowing how to play the piano but can't play the piano so what does that mean for them do are they the original are they does it matter that they know the piano or not like what makes them them it's a lot of stuff like that is really interesting to think about. And again, I assume a lot of this stuff probably is in the things you guys experience have talked about. I was about to say so much deals with literally that whole thing of yeah. like, does, is, if somebody is cloned and they have the exact same memories and the exact same feelings and they think they are the original, does that make them the original to clone? Is yeah. there, well, not only that, does it also make like, even if they're not like, if they have all the memories of this live person, but they're actually not even an actual person, like they're a cyborg are they still a person or do they still have a soul? Like, do they still matter? Like, do they still live mm-hmm. kind of thing? Which yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things. I, I definitely remember Soma coming out and then like everybody was talking about it, asking like hypothetical questions like that to me. Cause I never even heard of Soma. <laughs> I still yeah. don't really know what it is. Honestly. 
It is a I first kind of spooky, shooter, so I never played it. Uh, horror, not shooter. It's a first person horror game. Yeah, I'll say this: like the people who made uh, Insomnia made Soma, so it's the same kind of gameplay mechanic of just like, oh, there's a monster over there, run away from it. Okay, kind of thing. But like, I probably could handle yeah. it then. But like. The gameplay, like gameplay wise, it might as well just be a walking simulator because yeah. I, I really did not care about like the actual encounters and stuff like that. It just hindered the story that I needed to know more about whenever I played that game. Yeah. There's a whole hide mechanic in it where you can literally just run from everything and ignore the hiding part. Like, yeah. It actually, the game is harder if you try and hide. Neat. Yeah, I definitely remember that being asked of me a lot. And, you know, your views on all that stuff can change over time. I remember not worrying as much about that concept when I was younger, whereas now I think about it a lot more of, like, what does it mean to be someone in all that jazz, you know, which this is ultimately talking about. It means whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. So. That's, the, that's the nicest part about it. It means whatever you want it to. <laughs> Nothing matters, so why don't you decide? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, again, like, it is really dependent on where you are. Like, I I don't think I would have gotten. I mean, I would have been like, oh, these are very like creative. If I watched this around that time, mm-hmm. whereas now I do think a lot about it more. And like something like uh, it's such a beautiful day. I don't think I would have cared about it at all, really, as a in like middle school or high school. Personally. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. that's one that uh gains more beauty with age. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so the second episode's a lot of that, and like we, like I was saying, reading it, like he had a little bit more difficulty trying to figure out what he wanted to do after hearing it with a five-year-old. Right. He found what he wanted to do with it. I think, again, like it's not that different from the episode one ultimately, which shows that he could he figured out what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I I do wonder what his original plan was because he said he basically had like an outline of the what he wanted and then changed it. So I'm curious what that original was. Yeah, because it seems like he just uh, stuck on the idea of what the original was. It just made it longer, honestly. Maybe. And made it maybe more existential with, like, multiple. Yeah, I think think this one really goes into, like, the meaning of life in a lot of ways. And it's incredibly silly. I like the use of brains. Like, the clone's brain is very, like, everything's in a certain place, but it's so, like, lonely. It's very, like nothing there's a point where like the uh young emily picks up something in the what is basically water and she's like what's this and the clone says oh that's hopes please put that back i buried it it's a glimmer of hope please put it back yeah (laughs) i I buried it for a reason basically yeah Yeah. but i i I, I, the comedy is how she says it like oh that that is but one of many glimmers of hope that i have hidden and buried away please put it back yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, so, like, but it, it, that one also does get a little bit existential, too, just because, like, she puts it back and then starts to explain, like, this is, you're basically standing on a sea of a glimmers of hope, and, like, I've had them throughout my entire life, but at this point, I cannot make any more. Yeah. Which means, like, basically her just basically saying, like, these were all the hopes and dreams that I had whenever I was younger, and they're all dead now. Yeah, like, one was her saying, I wanted to, I was hoping I would not live in a laboratory mm-hmm. and could go and become a ballet dancer in the Nutcracker. And, like, it's a lot of stuff like that, and it becomes really interesting, especially, like, it leads to the next part where she's on some planet she can't recognize, but, like, completely figures out, and it starts, like, really hurting her to remember. Like, Mm -hmm. the pain of memory is often very important, too. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, little things I like. I like 
basically, this part just says like there was a- another clone that they decided to call Felicia because they didn't like both being Emily. Yeah. And uh, now she, like, it's really weird to think about. She was basically just decommissioned to be the vessel of some rich person. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucked up. Yeah. But um, there's, like, a line I, like, hear that I didn't catch on the first time when she, like, she and Felicia are running on the thing. She's like, we used to pretend that the brown squares were flowers. And in the original, she says, I drew you a flower and it's just a brown square. Yeah. I really like that. It's like really nice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that whenever I saw it. Yeah. It wasn't until this time I realized. But um, yeah. And then this one just kind of, this one mostly just ends. Well, like, because uh, there were two other clones. They were all like reliving memories because time travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they lost uh Emily nine or six 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 yeah yeah it was four six and seven and they yeah. lost uh whenever they transferred to a future version of Emily, uh and they were talking to her they're like oh six went somewhere else though it's like if you see her can you tell her to meet us here which you are I guess she would already know because we told you that are uh, about it and blah 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 and like yeah she sorry. knows we're gonna look for her because because we told the we, past we, self yeah and if she went to visit even farther back in the past, we would remember it. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I, I like the random stuff like that. I think that's really fun to think about. Again, going I, yeah. to Looper, I think it handled it really well on that. Cause like, it's like creating new memories. Um, and it's like, yeah, but if that happened, I would remember it. And then like something happens and then instantly he remembers it. He's like, Oh shit. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's remembering yeah. it as, it's, as it's happening. Yeah. It's very cool. I need to watch that movie still. It's very good. It's a good movie. Yeah. I uh, watched random bits of it, but never the I whole I showed thing. it to you. Did you? I did. I don't remember that. Yeah. Good movie. But not me. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not that yet. was when you lived with me, I'm pretty sure. It was. Yeah. yeah I don't remember that very much. Uh, I think I... Honestly, I did kind of like the way that it ended, because it ended with them uh, going into... I think the clone memory... Or, they go... Yeah. So, like... Yeah, because they go into clone Emily's... Or Emily Six's uh, head... No, they start in Emily's. So, yeah, they, they start go into in young Emily's. Yeah, because young Emily does something in the clone Emily's head to go into younger Emily's head, and clone Emily ends up reverting back to basically being the same thing as young Emily is at the end of the episode. So it kind of shows yeah. are just like dabbling in the past a bit too much could have you end up reverting back to a former self almost. Yeah, there's a lot of like stuff like that. It, episode two is very like clearly like don't spend too long in the past yeah yeah and, and it, memories aren't always great they can very much yeah. hurt mm-hmm. i mean it's also one of those things like i know a lot of people myself included sometimes of like we dwell too much in the past and think like what if on a lot of different memories and stuff like that too which i think is a trap a lot of people get themselves in because like what if is a very easy question to yeah. ask yourself with it and like this kind of made me think of that of like and i think that's one reason why i do like that is because each uh, part made me think of like this and that and this and that like not so much yeah. even nostalgia of just like thinking back of a time in your life you know yeah yeah I think that a lot of people can get stuck in that I uh, probably in like seven years ago I would say I got stuck in that a lot like what if or how if I was having a right, right this right. or how if I acted this way then but like at some point I just had to let it go because like it. Yeah. I, I literally was at like, some point this is you doing to, nothing for Yeah, me. at some yeah. point, you're just hurting yourself. Yeah. This well, is what that leads to, ultimately. Yeah. And I guess this is something that actually helped me with that whole thing. Weirdly enough, it was the Max Payne games. 
because of one of the yeah <laughs> hear me out no i'm listening <laughs> it's uh in the second game because as you know like i whenever the first two came out i played the second one a fuck ton you loved that one yeah well part of it is because there's a secret ending and i really wanted that secret ending <laughs> you have to beat the game 75 times <laughs> fucking amazing five actually <laughs> but anyways um because yeah i had to beat it on every single mode yeah, yeah, and, yeah but anyways um uh, there's a quote that he says in there. Uh, I always think back to uh, the day that, uh, or the day that it happened, thinking about what if, and like maybe if I would have got home sooner, or maybe, or maybe if I would have done this differently. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, those are different people dealing with a whole different set of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the way that I think about it too. If I start to think about like what if too much, I start, to, I have to remind myself, like you know, what if I, what I said earlier, what if I did join the army, or what if I did this, or what if I did that, or what if this happened to me whenever I was younger. Ultimately, that's a different version of me dealing with a whole different set of problems, and so I shouldn't really worry about it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, that that's episode two. Also, fairly standard. Episode three, I think, has the most like meat and potatoes to it. Uh, is apparently I watched Looper and don't remember, but apparently <laughs> it's like Looper. It's Looper. <laughs> um, it it starts with uh a man just kind of floating in space with this <laughs> a really silly like futuristic headset thing. Yeah. I like it cuz it's like so dumb but in a way that's so realistic. It's just like a grid box that goes around your head that pl- puts a screen on. It's a uh, black mirror. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's um those AR glasses that Google made basically. Yeah, those sucked though. <laughs> augmented reality, that's what yeah, I'm thinking of. AR, like augmented yeah. reality. Kind of. I mean, it's like halfway between augmented and virtual reality yeah yeah but um it started that and then he like gets a foreign uh message and it's from emily nine who like is like uh david i am from the future and you need to stop this thing that's gonna happen to your lineage in the future where one of his backups is going to end up killing him and ending his whole line. Yes. And the first bit of it is about, like, David having to find the information to stop it, which uh, Emily had to hide on a weird planet because it's illegal to leave future stuff in the past. Really what this part three does is it just adds context to, like, a 45 seconds of part two. <laughs> well also it adds some context to uh, stuff that's in part one too or part one also yeah like i said this takes place first middle and last yeah yeah um i did kind of like that though where they did the whole thing of just like uh to get the data he had to like delete all this other stuff that's yeah on his, that was like a really fun but like thing <laughs> it also just kind of makes sense in the whole idea of like i remember whenever computers first started to become like a household item i think it was even bill gates that was quoted saying that a computer will never need more than sixty-five or sixty-four kilobytes of memory <laughs> to it, which is laughable now. Like, sure, it's one of those things, though. Like, yeah, it made sense back then because files were like nothing, nothing. Yeah, they were like <laughs> yeah. a couple bytes. Whereas now, like even the smallest files are kilobytes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like but, yeah. um, I think they're saying like the computer that they used to go to the moon with, you couldn't even open up like a uh, a Windows icon with it because it'd be too big of a file. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of funny stuff like that, but um, yeah, like in order to even just get this compressed data onto his memory, he has to uninstall a bunch of his skills and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which I think is like a a fun thing of like yeah, to chase a thing, how far you want to go and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like fun and uh, Jiraiya, feel free to give me shit about this. This is also just kind of a love story. 
It 100% yeah, is yeah. a love story. Yeah. 100% is a love story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is more or less of a man who, like, loves a woman. He's like, how much suffering are you willing to go yeah. through to get to this woman? And mm-hmm. at the same time, it's more he loves the idea of a woman. Yeah. Uh, that's, I hate to say it, that's actually a lot of love stories. Maybe, it's most love stories. I guess. Yeah. It's more literal here. <laughs> um, I do also like the fact that, like, all of Emily's memories of being able to play instruments come from him. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, you learn a lot of stuff came from him. Mm-hmm. So it's really, because he also had the, like, world-class vi- violinist mm-hmm. installed before he had to uninstall it. Yep. Because uh, Emily, once David died, downloaded his memories into her, and just because of the way, like, clones and stuff worked, it's unclear what memories are whose. Yeah, because she's not the original intent for the memories, so she doesn't know if it's Emily's memories or whose memories, because yeah. it's, it's just unclear if it's not meant for that person. And, like, some memories she can't even process because yeah. it's not her mind. Yeah. Which is, like, I like that random stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's just, like... Uh, there's this memory that's over here. I don't know what it is or what it's meant for, but it, or it's my favorite memory, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so David has to, like, find the stored memories. Uh, it's a lot of him, like, hiking and stuff and slowly having to delete more and more data. Mm-hmm. It's really funny in hindsight because most of the stuff Emily says doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's what's... <laughs> The joke about it, I think, yeah, is, like, yeah. all of it's pretty unimportant, actually. Yeah, yeah. like, it, showing him, like, deleting very crucial things, like, to the point of, like, basic motor functions. Yeah. I think uh, the just funniest... so that way he could get, like, like, oh, yeah, by the way, or, by the way, you're going to want to avoid these worms over here. Now, he can't even avoid the worms because his motor functions yeah, are dead. that's, like, the peak of the joke to me mm-hmm. is, like, he gets to a point before the cave, he runs out of space, so he gets rid of his sense of timing, and she's, like, if a single bit of acid that drops from these worms touches you your tongue will fall out and you can only make guttural noises for the rest of your life yeah. and he can't do anything about it anymore because he doesn't have a sense of timing yeah so you just see yeah. him running through the cave and just dropped every yeah. single drop just it, it's him. basically raining on him yeah. all yeah. these drops and at the end like after he gets out of the tunnel he's just screaming yeah <laughs> just yeah. hard cuts to him screaming which is great it's hilarious <laughs> uh yes uh it does a uh, another fun moment where like he finds a dead body that is like he recognizes as himself and him is like be be aware some clones may have the fragmented memories of my conversation and come here without any clear idea of what to do i will <laughs> your mind will now blur them out as to not <laughs> after he's seen them and it's basically yeah. just like a nice mosaic effect yeah it doesn't even actually blur it out cuz and then, yeah, that's a uh, Black Mirror did a similar thing about that. Mm-hmm. Different like execution, ultimately. Well, yeah, because they went yeah. dark with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think yeah. the darkest part of that joke with it is just like like do not worry, there are probably only like one or two on this mountain, and like the mountain just covered in yeah, dead bodies, it's dead like clones of him. Really interesting. And again, like, do those clones not have any worth? Like, are they not also David in a way? Like, it's it's more like questions like that. Um, Which I hate to say, it Soma also did that same yeah, thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, again, like this, this was like dominating all topic for multiple, multiple years. Like 2015, the first one came out. You couldn't avoid these conversations. Yeah, even like your granddad would ask you about it. Really? Well, not mine, but not yours, somebody's. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, the older gentleman that I was having that conversation with of like when we get to matrix computers, if I would be willing to jump into something like that he's he's hitting retirement age by the way you can already do that i meant to bring this up earlier 
they have vests on that will electrocute and pulse you if you get shot in games. So if you're like playing, VR, oh, like the Wuja effect or the yeah Wuja vests. I don't know what they are. Yeah. They're called, but they'll literally hit you with such a punch that they'll bruise you. Um, so that thing exists already. Yeah, I don't <laughs> get I mean, why he's not even he's not even saying so much of like something like that as much as like your brain tells you like the simulation that you're in is real kind of thing. Like when will technology get to the point that like video games feel like real life is kind of what, what that conversation was. Never. If, if you're a, a 100% sane human being, they will never get to that point. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are gluttons for punishment. I mean, there also are they have cases been... of people who spent way too long in VR. And then like whenever they left VR to like go use the bathroom or something like that, they had like, touch a wall really quick to make sure that they're actually still in reality. Again, if you are 100% sane and in your right <laughs> mind, this will never happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then uh, another real, like, like kick in the, kick in the butt, or... I, I keep, the like... Dick? No, there's, like, a phrase somewhat. Pants? Yeah, Ain't kick in the pants. Kick in the pants. Yeah, um, once he finds the machine that Emily left it on, it's out of order it's been there way too long yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's broken and he has no idea how to fix it yeah and i love it just hard cuts to him 127 years later which is ridiculous but okay whatever it's it's like it's, it's close it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's far in the future like yeah just technology has advanced to the point you can live extremely long that's okay. the idea yeah. okay what do you mean okay we're we're at a point we live many many years longer than we yeah. really should but yeah so like it does the hard cut and uh, David's still, like, getting the shitty ads on his Ultra VR. Yeah. I'm <laughs> guessing it's because, like, his VR is, like, an older version of it. And so, like, they probably have better ones now, but he has implanted chip or whatever else. Yeah. That seems to be an implication. It's, like, built into you. Yeah. Also, terrible concept to think about having to deal with old operating systems installed in your brain. Black Mirror did it. Probably. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I mean, Black Mirror, before Black Mirror, of course, Twilight Zone did basically all those concepts, too. Not much technology stuff in Twilight Zone, actually. A lot of it's, like, super, like, Star Trek sci-fi. Like, yeah. if it goes into yeah. technology, it goes, like, ridiculous future. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, I've had a that. world where 128 kilobytes is the default. <laughs> what would you do with all that power? Basically. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, he gets an ad for repairing the machine that he found on the mountain, finally, after all this time. Yeah. It has finally been invented. (laughs) So he can get some people to fix that for him and finally see what uh, Emily needed to warn him about, which was, in the future, one of his backup clones gains the ability to move between time and uh, falls in love with Emily and takes David's place as well as leading up to the assassination of David. Yes. And because of that, David's lineage ends. There's no more David after that. Yeah. So David then spends his next life, I guess I would say, because you just get a clone of yourself and put your brain into that Mm -hmm. as well as the backups. Um, then the, this is the only part that has like the funny little, uh, kid stuff. Very, very minimal in, in part three in episode three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's cute. It's like funny. That's what I would say about the, all the cute stuff. It's cute. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just feels kind of funny here. Like it feels like it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, so like then it's him like inventing the machine to go between times so he can stop it. And once he invents that machine, he can he finally stops uh clone 4 from assassinating him. But then clone 3 assassinates David. And then clone 2 assassinates clone 3 as well as two other in-between time cops. Yeah. Before finally fulfilling the assassination of David himself. Yes. Thus meaning there is no paradox. This is just what always happened. Yeah, which is time travel. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, not <laughs> every time a... travel movie will explain. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but way. I mean, a paradox can't exist. It's yeah. just not how it works. Yeah. There still is a little bit of a paradox, though, because in that storyline thread, uh, four takes over the place of normal David, and so, like, every single version of David is not prime David. It's... uh backup clone for David's memories and so just yeah. like a backup of a backup of a backup of backups well memory four takes the place of the one that gets assassinated by four yeah and so it's just like this whole big thing of just like oh because it's not going to be actual David it's going to be a backup of David and so it's not technically the real thing or something like that yeah and then it just always happens the only thing is like four didn't replace himself with that one just as Emily so, says in the first one. There's also a David that was transported to nowhere. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> there's a lot of that stuff. Um, the main thing is there's actually technically two assassinations of David. Because the point they show like for taking over David is a different point to when David died, yeah. when his lineage ended. Well, I was going to say so, because like, like there is the assassination of David where he just dropped dead and she had no idea why. And it, like the, third, the end of the third one explains why he that happened and then like what she was trying to stop beforehand was a whole different assassination to begin with because that was the assassination where he was killed and then taken over by somebody else so somebody else lived his entire life for yeah. him but those are both at the same time yeah so again no paradox that's yeah. just what happened <laughs> she didn't realize a different david took the place right until clone nine yeah yeah and like it's it's one of the things I talk about. Like I I do like the concept of the inevitability of a lot of stuff. So like with time travel movies, I do like when they go into like you can do all the stuff like to try to solve everything, but it just still happened. Yeah, you just didn't know it happened the way it did. Exactly. So like yeah, I I like that with this ending. And then the the final David David two then transports to where Emily gave her message. Yes. So they are finally reunited, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And it ends. And that's all of uh, World of Tomorrow for now. He may or may not wake more. Yeah. He probably has ideas yeah. of what he would do if he did. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. It'll be a few years. Yeah. If Unless he, he does. does something else. I could definitely see him doing that. Yeah. And uh, the final thing, it's... It it was added to this Blu-ray in particular is On Memory, which is just him basically explaining why he made this movie in a by telling a story, mm-hmm. which is a story of he knew two sisters that went to an Elvis concert and one got kissed on the cheek, and they fought a they like the sister who didn't get kissed on the cheek was so jealous that <laughs> she actually changed her memory to remember that she was the one that was kissed on the cheek and that it was an argument that they kept arguing for the rest of time. And they could never even talk about Elvis again because it would just yeah. lead to an argument. But then his mother told him he'd been remembering that story wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah that it was two girls that met Elvis are uh, on an army base in Germany mm-hmm. and that they uh, weren't sisters yeah and then they eventually like they weren't even sisters they were just friends that are uh, that saw him at an army base and they never argued about who was kissed yeah and it ultimately is just like what even is memory like <laughs> The only part that survived his telling of the story is that someone got kissed by Elvis. Yeah. He doesn't even say that at the end. He just says somebody got kissed. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where it is, like, what is memory? Like, what value is memory even had? Like, legally, we can't even use memories as fact because people change their memory. Yeah. Um, you can person witness is still considered to be the highest form of proof of something, which is just awful because it's been proven time and again. Yeah, that people's memories are garbage. Well, yeah. that's like in sense of like a jury, but like no, no, like witnesses. Yeah, like wit- if somebody says like they witnessed a crime, like they are considered number one huge evidence. Oh, uh, that's why witness testimony is considered like boom top thing. But like it's been proven over and over and over again that like witness testimony is actually very unreliable, but it's yeah. still used as like the highest tier of yeah. evidence of something. Well that, and then also there's uh, also cases of cops that they'll basically plant false memories into persons to try to force conviction out of them. Mm-hmm. They're just like, no, 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 you were there. You did this. And like, no, I wasn't there. I was at home when this happened. No, 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 you were here and you did this. And those interrogations go on for hours until Do it they long enough. Someone's convinced that yeah, they actually until, did like, a thing. Yeah. They basically convinced them. Like, I guess that really did. If you say it happened, I guess it happened. I'll sign this confession. Yeah, yeah, memory's awful. Yeah. Your, your brain's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a lot of, like, really good lines from this. Uh, one I really like is people often say they have a bad memory when really maybe you just weren't paying attention as much as you think you were when it happened. You can't have a memory of something you weren't actually focusing on. I like his, uh, uh the thing that he uses to try and explain it. It's like a drive, like a long drive. Yeah. Unless anything remarkable happens on that drive, you're not going to remember it, which is the thing that I've always loved. And I've, I've described it the same exact way to people of like, I've driven hours and hours and hours, and I have no idea where what happened. I don't mm-hmm. know what I was doing for nine hours, but I was driving. I got from there to there. Like, it happened. I just, yeah. I couldn't tell you anything that happened between here and there. Yeah. Because nothing remarkable. Your brain's like, yeah. get rid of it. You don't need it. Yeah. And as an animator, he talks about him making these animations and uh at some point, you just have to go into autopilot. You can't be focusing enough on that. And, like, basically, if you're animating, there's before your animation and then after your animation. Yeah. <laughs> there's not, like, in, in between. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with mine because I have a hard time describing my job to some people sometimes because, like, one of the roughest parts about it is how much days blend together. Yeah. With that Whenever you're, you know... Sitting whenever you wake up at the same time every morning to go to the same job to stand in front of the same machine to cut the same part and make the same measurements day in and day out like it makes days blend together after you've done it so many thousands of times and like not even exaggeration there's certain parts that like I haven't touched in years from whenever I lived back in Utah that I uh, worked on that I probably could uh, I probably could just like work on those parts blindfolded because of how much muscle memory I had of like working on those and like there are there were so many, so much of days that were playing together that sometimes I get my time mixed up. Like, oh yeah, this happened this year. And like, I think about it. It's like, no, 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 that didn't happen then. This happened at this time and stuff like that. And I had to like really think about it because of how much everything blended together. Cause I was just yeah. doing the same thing over and over again. And like the long drive and the animation part of it, like both reminded me of that quite a bit. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those shitty things to think about 
like I think about it a lot. I I worked at Amazon for a summer, mm-hmm. and basically I just don't have that summer with me. I remember the day I started and the day I quit. <laughs> nice. That's like yeah, that summer for me, and like it's incredibly distressing to think about it in a lot of ways. Like I, that's time you don't get back. It's it's one of the things about like the forty hour work week that people discuss a lot is like how much time you're dedicating to nothing. Yeah, you don't want to think about that because when you actually think about it, you're spending forty hours with a bunch of people, and then, like you go home and like let's say you work a nine to five, right? So you mm-hmm. get up at like let's say seven thirty. Let's say you're a normal yeah. person. You get up at seven thirty to go to work at nine. Yeah, you get ready, you go up, you kiss your person goodbye, or you or whatever you do in mm-hmm. the morning, and you go to work, and you work your eight hours, and then nine with like a lunch or eight and a half, whatever, and you come home, and you hang out with that person, or you hang out alone for four hours, you go to sleep, you wake up, you do it again. Ultimately, the thing that you're working for, the thing, the place where you live, you're there almost none of the time. Yeah. And you don't want to think about that, because that just makes you sad, so you just <laughs> don't. You just don't think about that, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of stuff, like... Realistically speaking, depending on your job, you might spend six hours, maybe, at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conscious. Conscious, yeah. Like, maybe. sleeping, obviously. Yeah. Which is, like, okay. it's one of those things. It explains so much, like, why, I guess, our generation, quote-unquote, because generations are bunk anyways, but, like, people around our age are much, much more likely to just stay up long times. Mm, that's what I do. Yeah. And, like, it's a... They've... There was a point, a, cur- a term coined for it. I forget what, but it's basically like, it's like sleep bedtime time, revenge. Yeah, bedtime, bedtime revenge, revenge yeah. which is just like you have so little time for yourself that your body refuses to give it up, mm-hmm. and like you know, it causes terrible things. Obviously, not getting enough sleep is detrimental to your health. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get five hours a night, maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah. So mine, ver- mine varies, like. This week, I probably average about four and a half hours of sleep every night. Nice. Uh, there's some weeks that, like, I get home, I fall asleep right away, I wake up basically just in time to get to work. Nice. I don't get good sleep regardless, so. <laughs> there's a good Maybe chance. I should just stay up all the time. There's a good chance tomorrow I might sleep for, like, 16 hours. Like, that's happened. Like, for some weeks that I had where if I only sleep, like, four hours a night throughout the entire week, there's, like, one day my body just gives out and I can't do anything. Uh, that's essentially World of Tomorrow, a trilogy about memory, ultimately. Uh, it's such a beautiful day. It was definitely very much about like Alzheimer's and confronting death. Whereas this is like, I guess uh, it's such a beautiful day is about the future. Whereas this is ultimately about the present, despite <laughs> taking place far in the future. Funnily and the enough. Best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so yeah, I, there's, there's not a whole lot else to say. So I guess I think we're, unless anyone wants to get anything else out that they want to talk about real quick. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, final. Yeah, I, I've ranted enough about. Yeah. Uh, my stuff. Final thoughts. I'll start. Um, I brought this movie, so obviously I enjoy it at least to an extent. Uh, not his strongest works for sure, but like at the same time, I do think this is like worth watching in a lot of ways. I think this is a very good like discussion piece, and I'll say this about most of his stuff: this is a beautiful piece of art, like. The opinions of it being a movie, nonwithstanding, this is a piece of art, and there are such impressive things he done. This is a this was his first foray into digital, so uh, that alone is pretty impressive. He said he actually was very like surprised at the workflow it created for him, hmm. but um, yeah, and like 
you could see he hit his stride in episode three. He fucking threw everything into this. Like, the first scene with David, like, sitting in the ship, the fucking ship is designed so insanely cool. It's very cool. It's very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, like, episode three could be just watched for the wow factor of the world he created, almost. I don't, I'm not even sure, like, entirely how he did. I think, I forget the term. There's, like, this term for, like, creating a, like, uh, fictional landscape using real pictures, essentially. I don't remember the name of that term, but he probably, I think he did something like that for this. But, uh, yeah, uh, very impressive. Uh, I, I will definitely keep my eye on Don Hertzfeld. I bought this because it was, like, a two-pack with, that came with such a beautiful day, and I don't regret buying this. I, I really love his work, ultimately. I think I can definitely say I am very much a Don Hertzfeld fan. Uh, everything he does is great. Uh, the Simpsons intro he did, marvelous, also <laughs> about, like, futility and time. <laughs> Maybe I should just show you that. <laughs> I don't think you actually know anything about The Simpsons to watch it. Um, yeah, this is, this is great. I would give it, I think I would give it an 8. I think it's, like, definitely, this is good. This is, like, great, good, great. Okay. 8. Okay. Uh, Robbie, why don't you... So, I'm in the same boat. I'm also a Don Hertzfeld fan. I've actually have been a fan of his since like I think 2011 when I first saw Rejected. Yeah, and um, I was also like once again I was also blown away whenever he showed me It's Such a Beautiful Day. I will say this is worth watching, but it is not quite as good as It's Such a Beautiful Day. So I think we're all in agreement that that's basically his magnum opus as of right now. I think yeah, I think I can agree on that. Yeah, yeah. but this is still definitely worth a watch. Uh, if you like movies that make you think, like this. It are just in general like i think this is probably a good one because like as you guys have told probably uh can tell from the rants that i had uh this is a movie that like kind of made me think of like my own memory my own life and like le- like everything that like kind of led me up to this moment and everything so it did kind of it works as a timepiece to like make you think of your own memory and stuff like that and kind of ask yourself those questions and it does a very good job of doing that um all around i think i'd agree with e this is an eight out of ten for me and dry. Um, I think that it is totally fine. It's uh, funnily enough, not something I think I'll remember very well. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's beautiful in a lot of different ways visually. I think. Uh, when it comes to like story and stuff like that, like I didn't care for the characters really. I thought it was kind of, I don't know, not like boring, but just not something that I was like interested. Box standard. In. Yeah, like it just felt like yeah, this is what that thing is doing. Um, and like I just didn't like the aspect of the little niece thing like it just wasn't wasn't doing it for me um because it's the kind of thing that again like it's very cute and adorable and stuff like that but like at the end of the day like i wish he just made a narrative like you you don't i don't think you need that in there honestly um and a lot of the things that it brings up are things that other media i think has brought up better and in a much bigger way in a more well-defined way whereas i think this is kind of scattershot in a lot of ways like i think it's i think it's shooting for a lot of things at the same time um which as made, in some would, of those bigger budget things were shooting for one thing yeah like very one shotgun versus thing. a sniper exactly yeah um this is trying to get like blah, 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 blah. and then like i think things like somar looper are like this one thing let's concentrate on this one thing let's really nail down into it let's go deep into this one thing and this isn't really interested in doing any of that. Which it's fine. I would say like 
where it's such a beautiful day, I think the older you get, the more touching it's going to be. I think the sooner you watch this, the more effect it will end up having on you. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, And one thing I was going to say that I kind of glossed over was uh, I think if you have to be ready to have like that conversation, ready to like really dive deep into that whether it's it's such a beautiful day or the world of tomorrow like a good example is like when i had that conversation about like when video games get to the point of the matrix with that older guy at work and made me think of soma and i call my mom on lunch breaks and like i ended up talking to her about soma and gave her basically the breakdown of like what that game is and her first reaction is like yeah i couldn't do that like that's that's too much for me yeah see like i've never understood people doing that like they're just like well, i could not handle that thing so i will never do it like I'm, yeah they people just aren't willing to test themselves yes. that's the thing is like some people like they're just n- not up to par i guess which is fine like you don't have to at like there's some people like that's kind of their whole drive in life is to ask those questions and other I mean, people like not so much ultimately like there is comfort in knowing yeah sure yeah like, like, like I, I, and so I, asking the unknown is kind of like a scary yeah. thing for some people i forget where i saw it but it's one of those things like a child will watch the same movie over and over and over because they take comfort in the fact they know what's going to happen. Yeah. And like, not to compare people like that to literal children, but like there is ultimately comfort in familiarity. For sure. So yeah. like people don't like to ask these like hard hitting questions in a lot of ways because they don't want to be uncomfortable. And I'm very much the other way. Like if anything is too familiar for too long, I'm bored. Like my brain's like, we yeah. did it. Get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. It's boring. Um, it's like I do. I would. I do like challenging myself uh, with new questions and new things and trying to figure out new things constantly. And I am. I think it comes with some people like being religious, not wanting to like answer, ask a lot of these questions and like search out for other answers because in their mind they're like, I have the answer. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus is why everything is doing thing. I. Why would I question Jesus? So, like, I think a lot of things end up being like that for a lot of people, and yeah. it becomes, like, they're stuck in their own ways. They're well, stuck in their little their little world. Yeah, I was going to say, also, some people just, they don't like uncomfortable questions, I guess you could say, because even... Yeah, people like I feel comfortable. Like, I feel like even in middle school, we were asking questions of that, of, like, what's going to happen with technology in the future, and, like, how are we going to adapt to it, and, like, what happens after death, and, like, all this other stuff, and, like, I guess, like, harder-hitting questions, stuff like that, and, like, I remember trying to have that conversation with some other friends, too, and they're just like, it, you're going to have to stop right there, I can't. Um, and so like just a sense of like being taken out of a comfort zone is too much for some people too. There was a quick little story here. won't take long. Yeah. Um, we had a youth uh, leader when I was going to church and stuff like that. when I was younger and me and my sister and um, another friend were very interested in film. Uh, we liked making dumb little films, doing dumb little films, things like that. And so the youth uh, teacher at the time was like, what if I buy like this DV camera and like all that stuff and you guys make a documentary and we can show it to the church. Like, okay. And we did, like, two or three interviews and showed it to them. And uh, they all were, like, about questioning religion. Why do you think this? Like, why do you do this? And one I remember was with the museum person in our town, like, the museum curator, because it's a tiny little museum there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked, like, are you religious? Like, yes. And they're like, yeah, I'm religious. Like, why are you religious? Because blah, 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 love, and stuff like that. And, like, I'm created from somewhere. It's like, um, have you ever thought about, like, what it meant to, like, if you weren't that way? And they were like, um, no. No, I guess I really, I haven't, I've never really thought about it, like, what if I'm not? Because I know I am. It's like, uh, but, like, let's say you're not. And, like, start talking about, like, evolution and stuff like that. And, like, ended up showing that clip to the youth teacher. And they were like, um, yeah, okay, that's fine. Keep doing your thing. Two days later, got a call. We're going to need to return the uh, camera. And <laughs> <tapes."> <laughs> um, Yeah, so, like, they, 
they didn't they weren't looking for something real. They were looking for like you love Jesus, right? All right, have a good day. They thought you were going to create Bible man. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that the I guess he like planted in your head like, "Oh, what about like a documentary?" I like that that was your guys first thing. Yeah. Hey, let's discuss like religion with everyone. Let's like <laughs> yeah. let's like question what religion is. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great <laughs> idea. Yes, like people just don't like questioning their comfort zone you know like they they know where they're coming from they know where they want to be at and so they get there and they stay um which is fine like if that's your life if that's what makes you happy do the thing that makes you happy i've always said that do the thing that makes you happy as long as it's not harming anybody else right um but i do want to ask those questions and i want to be introduced to new ideas and new thoughts and new new all of it like i don't want to yeah. be stuck into like my one headset or my one headspace the whole time because i think it's you're never going to grow that way. You're never going to become anything more or better or anything like that. So so basically, you're just not a creature of habit is what it is. No, I definitely have habits. Um, I just want to always build upon that. I never want to be stuck on the one thing. I get bored with doing the same thing over and over. Right. And I think you can see that even on this podcast. I have changed our format from the beginning five or six times, I think, now. Uh, <laughs> like I get bored with doing the same thing a lot. It, it becomes boring. It becomes repetitive. It becomes tedious. I, I move on. Better pastures, all that good stuff. Um, right. And so I think, like, this thing, better to get into people's heads when they're younger. Question things. Question what is memory. Question what is the future. What is the past. Why any of it should matter. And I think it's such a beautiful day. Show it to somebody who's a little older, who has already thought about all that stuff. Um, and make them cry. And then make them think of, like, what is pure existence? Like, what does existence even mean? And everything. Like, I think, watch this, then it's such a beautiful day. It's a much better pairing instead of beautiful day than this. Yeah. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I think it's totally fine. Uh, when it comes to Hertzfeld, I won't tell people to watch this. I would tell them to watch it. It's such a beautiful day. I'd give it like a six. Six maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think I would tell people this because I think this is like an easier start. I think this is, is much more likely to be for people to enjoy. Sure. Like no matter what versus it's such a beautiful day. Because like even if you don't want to hear those like hard hitting questions, I think you can like this is gonna be a weird thing to say i think you can watch this without like thinking about those i think you're right so like this you can like watch and be like oh it was like a really cute story about like meeting your young self this one is less of an existential crisis yeah like you can't (laughs) escape that in such a beautiful day because it's very in your face about what it is it's ingrained into what it is yeah yeah but uh yeah uh that is the world of tomorrow episodes one through three yeah uh i don't know if i'll bring the rest if they come out more if (laughs) if like episode four comes out and i'm still like doing is this a movie maybe i'd bring it but like uh i think these work really well together to like show what he was doing i mean thematically they go together yeah yeah um anyways if you guys want to get a hold of us we have a link tree L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P gives you a link to our social medias, listen medias, and watch medias. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitch channel. We just finished Wander Song. I just beat it. It was beautiful. It's a really good movie. Uh, if you check our YouTube, it might be a playlist. It will be. I have to uh, export the last part, but it will be. Yeah. <laughs> I was only one part of that, but I really enjoyed the one part I was part of. Yeah. You can watch the rest of it now and at work. Oh, boy. There's only like 10 more <laughs> hours of it. <laughs> if only I, my phone worked most of the time while I was at work. Oh, yeah. like two, I have like a yeah, two or three hour. download pe- it. Yeah. Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just pay for YouTube premium so I can download it. Or you can download it without that. There's ways. Yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, we won't uh, get into that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Saturdays, which is when we're recording this, whoa. whoa. Uh, Saturdays, Robbie's been playing Undertale, and by Woo. been playing, he's played one part. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, by the time you're listening to this, he will have played two parts. Whoa! Woo. 
we might be halfway done. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, Wednesday's is Jiraiya's turn, and he may or may not be playing the quarry. I don't know if he's decided yet. Yeah, so I'll talk about that a little bit. It's a super complicated setup to get that to fucking work. Um, <laughs> the way that the Elgato that Robbie gave to me works, uh, it will stream the audio to the thing, but I can't hear the audio to the thing. I can only hear it from the other audio source that it's plugged into, like a monitor or speaker. So I have to have another thing going to that. It takes four HDMI cords <laughs> and a splitter and two aux cables for me to set up for this thing. And that's not including taking my PS5 from downstairs and bringing it all the way up here. So I don't know if I'll be doing the quarry. Jesus, he'll be doing something. Um, if not it's... that, then I have a different thing. I'll be deciding the day of, I think, what I'll be doing. <laughs> How much energy I have to fucking put into... Like, R.I.E., uh, I saw Undertale's on here. I guess I'll play that. <laughs> Just continue Robbie's game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come back to you on Saturday. Like, wait, I wasn't here. What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, Robbie, you, like, sleptwalked. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you just slept, walked out of the studio. It was crazy. Oh man, I did it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, our our game streams are a lot of fun. We make stupid jokes. They yeah, are more than on the podcast. They are unedited, one hundred percent, and very rambly and ridiculous. They're yeah. a good time. Mm-hmm. If you feel like what listening to us go on random rant rabbles, rabble rabble, yeah, rabble rabbles, then yeah, I think you'll enjoy our Twitch streams. So yeah, hopefully. And uh, like I said, our our podcast is on anything you usually can get a podcast on. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Thursday, we release a new episode. Yeah. So, so look forward to that. Thursdays, check it out. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I think uh, we have an email, I think. <laughs> we do have an email. Uh, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your Hertzfelts. <laughs> Send us your favorite memory of drawing as a child. Yes, yeah, send us your childhood drawings. Uh, not that one. You know the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the one when you start playing Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, Robbie, let's let's take us out of here. All right. So, you're out and about. Make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so Jariah. You are very welcome. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank me, me. I brought an episode. Wow. Thank you. It's very, it's very uncommon. It's like three times a year. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bring one in the next month. Yeah, I you think, know I will. I think. But uh, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we will see you guys. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to say bye. Oh. Didn't. <laughs>